0: Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering. Her vast knowledge of natural healing methods and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show.
1: Morning, welcome to the Child Whisperer Show. It's good to be with you today. Um it's really a fun time of year. We are coming in we're in we're fully into spring, coming into summer and for most of you your children are wrapping up their school year, whether they're in public school or home school, um unless you're in a year round program, but um we start to feel that sort of shift in the energy and that um change that's showing up in our family environments, So I'm here to support you with that. Uh, Just a reminder, we still have the Mother's Day sale going on at dressingyourtruth.com through today. Everything is up to 70% off, and the Dressing Your Truth online course is for sale right now as well. So please gift yourself with something wonderful as a mom. We're heading into Mother's Day this weekend and uh i hope you have some fun
0: plans for you.
1: Hello. Sorry, my line disconnected there. So we're talking about Mother's Day, and I hope you have a great Mother's Day this weekend. I'm planning to go to West Virginia to visit my oldest daughter and her family with my three grandsons. They're just going to be there about six more weeks, and then they're moving to the Denver area. So um, I'll be spending more time in Colorado once they leave West Virginia. My son-in-law has been in residency there at West Virginia University, and he now has a, a full-time position with a practice in Avarda of a, a a, A-V-A-R-D-A, right outside Denver. And they've bought a home there, and we'll be moving there the end of June. So I'm very happy about that, that they're within an hour's airline flight. So uh, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Make sure that you celebrate yourself. I chose to go see my, I'm going by myself, um, my one child I see the least of, and I'm going to celebrate Mother's Day with her. And it's my only granddaughter's first birthday on Thursday, Katie Claire turns one. You um, have been introduced to her on my Facebook pages, and we're excited to celebrate her first birthday as well. And it's so awesome to know these children's natures, so that we can support them and truly living their very best self from the go. Uh, today's topic, I'm excited to talk about it because I think, again, this is where we can we can align with our children or we can create interference or frustration uh, for ourselves if we don't have an understanding of Who our children are and some of the natural gifts and expressions that they come with. And so I want to talk about um, the experience of keeping, teaching a child to manage their space and especially their bedrooms. Now, if your children share a room, um, that can be, there will be different dynamics going on because these children may possibly be different types. And so there are ways to work with that so that the children can partner with that or create their own space within a shared room. Um, The child whispering uh, parenting approach is based on my book, The Child Whisperer, which recognizes four types of energy or natures in children from a very high movement to a lower movement. Now, all children are active, so this isn't about their activity levels it's about how they process and they approach different life experiences based on their movement level type one is our highest movement which is an upward light buoyant unstructured random movement type two is a lower movement it's subtle it's connected it's fluid it's methodical it's more inward directed type three is a higher medium to high movement it's push forward it's determined, it has more of an intensity about it, a substance, a quality of being um, salt, just having a push is the best explanation. Then type four is our lower lowest movement with a capacity for stillness and inner reflection. Now each of these children has a designation in kind of qualifying their energy. Type one is the fun-loving child, type 2 is the sensitive child, type 3 is the determined child, and type 4 is the more serious child. And I get asked, uh, most parents are able to distinguish between their whether their child's a higher movement or a lower movement, and so then they'd have to decide, is my child a type 1 or 3 or a type 2 and 4? And we're doing a blog on the Child whisper blog, I filmed a video recently, and the title of it is Type 2 or Type 4 Energy, I Can't Tell Which My Child Expresses. And they give you some really um, specific insights and assessment tools to determine the difference. So go to the Child Whisper blog at thechildwhispercom forward slash blog, and you'll see that post was um, just released on May 6th. And you can learn more about assessing your child. And then we'll follow up... Um, the next video will look at the, t- the higher movements, type 1 or type 3. Now it's important to understand your child's true nature in order to support them in maintaining their space, whether they're going to have the tendency for um, if they, can, uh, they can actually have more movement around them or they prefer less movement around them. And that will come into their preferences to their personal space if given the choice, if given the support, if allowed and given the opportunity to have those preferences. Now, when children are forced to just have a certain standard of cleanliness from the go, you're not able to then kind of spotlight or get a sense of what, what level of what I called it, I referred to it at the end of my show last week, their neatness factor What is their, you know, how naturally are they, is their neatness preference if given the choice to do that and supported. Because when a child has too much stuff, when there's too many things, too many toys, too many stuffed animals, there's too much for this little person when they, you know, we're talking about something that should be noticed and recognized in their early years. But if they're an overwhelm, they won't be able to manage it and show you who they are when it comes to their preferences for being neat and what they like. Now, we're going to assume that a type 4 child, the more serious child, the child with type 4 energy, is going to have a preference for less movement around them, things really clean, uh, lines simple, less movement is more supportive for them. But if they've acquired a lot of, items and possessions and that's in their space they may be an overwhelm and they would go to the in their all or nothing um, manner they would go to the no, they would go to the nothing and just not even try and keep things neat because it's too much it's too much to manage, too many things to manage and so the first step in this is really assess your child's in their personal space how many personal possessions, items, things have gathered through the years? To what degree can they feel successful in managing their space to maintain neatness? Or is there too much stuff? There, um, In today's world, it's easy to acquire a lot of stuff. And, you know, is that really, does your child need all that? Or were they just things you really enjoyed buying? And you train them to how much they think they need. You know, they get to a certain familiarity of a certain quota of what they have to have. Um, you may need to retrain that, uh, bring it down. And so, really, first step, assess your child. Um, kind of a the metric would be their age and to the degree of um, stuff you know, a three-year-old that's learning to start to manage a personal space, a bedroom, needs very few things. It should only take a few minutes to clean up a room. If it takes more than ten to fifteen minutes, it's too much time because it's relative. Ten to fifteen minutes in a three-year-old's three-year-old world is going to be like an hour or two in an adult world because it's just their their developmental um, stage. And so, how quickly, if a child's room were messy relative to their age, how fast can they clean it by how much personal belongings are in that space? Now, I don't think it should take a child more than 20 to 30 minutes to clean a room up, no matter their age. And so, um, do they have too many clothes? Do they have too many stuffed animals? Do they have too many toys in that space? Is their bed requiring um, steps that are beyond their ability or do they just have a nice little comforter that serves as a comforter sheet? You know, they have their fitted sheet and then they just have the throw on top and maybe a pillow. You know, what has their space become? Can they manage it successfully based on their age, their type, and how much is in there. Now type 1s are going to have, because a type 1 child, a child with type 1 energy is going to have the ability to have a lot more movement. Everything's out and around. They like seeing what they own. And so to require them to put everything into closed would be, um, you know, they need open shelves. They need places to put things so that they can just be sorted out and put in places, but they're still highly visible to them. They like to see what they own. They like to see their things. They don't, you know, one of the solutions I gave in the Child whisper book with a, t- a mom with a Type 4 energy who wanted her little three-year-old to learn to fold clothes and put them in a um, drawer, she recognized that her daughter, who was the fun-loving child with the Type 1 energy, really was able to succeed in keeping her room clean by having bins under her bed and just even if she sorted them out by color, that would be more fun, not even by garment. You know, maybe she could, all the tops in this bin, all the, and no folding. I mean, really, how? who said clothes needed to be folded anyway? And then that gave her daughter a game to play with, and, and it was easy and fast, and she could pull her bin out and see all her, her things at once. So there's a lot of great... Um, in the world of storage and containers, you know, there's companies that's all they produce. They manufacture container resources. So make sure you have the right system in place to support the right materials so your children can be successful. Now, when you, and the older your children get, the more you can have that conversation too about how clean do you like your room. Now, if they've never been given a say and it's always been a dictated by mom or dad you have to have your room this clean every day make your bed every day a type one energy child and a type three energy child are going to have a challenge making their bed every day their um these movements are not um, supported by strict routine routines now and that's even true for myself I might may, you know skip a couple days a week where i choose not to make my bed, but if given their choice, what degree of cleanliness would they prefer in their room? And again, if it's easy to make the bed, then it's no big deal. And so what have you required of your child and have you ever given them a say? And what I've seen in adults is when a child is required to keep a a very strict standard of cleanliness, they're either um, really imprinted by that and that's a strong program they run where they feel they have to and it's now attached to their personal value that in order to feel a sense of safety and value in this world I have to keep everything really neat and tidy and really in place so that they've been they haven't been allowed their own preferences as an adult they are now still running that program that was heavily trained in them when they were children or they swing the opposite way where they abandon it altogether and don't want anything to do with keeping things neat and tidy because they feel controlled they feel they didn't have a say and they are not motivated to manage their space um, in a with a preference to being keeping it clean because it stirs up a lot of old control issues and so you know the kind of the status quo that a child should be required to keep their room, you know, that that was a better choice of a certain degree of cleanliness, you know, really high level of cleanliness with requiring them to make their bed every day may not be in the best interest of your child. And it may interfere with their natural um, preferences for being neat and clean and wanting to really make their space nice because if you can help develop in your children, no matter their energy type, if you can help them develop a sense of respect and appreciation for their space, that they want it to be nice because it's a reflection of their own, um, who they are, then they are motivated. But if they're doing it for you, there's a less of a motivation because at some point it backfires that I don't want to have to keep my room clean anymore because either I'm forced to or I have to to please my parents to keep my mother from getting upset, and so just notice where you're at in this whole spectrum of how you've been dealing with this in your family system. And again, step back from it uh, and get get your the younger your child, the more opportunity you have to let them show you their degree of neatness, and the more they can choose and decorate and invest themselves in their room there's a certain sense of pleasure and personal pride that comes with that to say i've helped create my room i really like my bedroom i really want to keep it nice because it's something i value and it's their purse it comes from their personal will then do they value it because they had a say with it they had were able to contribute and and have some um, enjoyment and fun with it. And so notice where you're at with all of that, and that's going to help you shift this if it's not going very well and you're feeling frustrated because your children won't clean their room. They don't do it when you ask. It takes them forever if they're left, you know, asked to do it. You're taking away privileges or giving consequences because their room's not up to par. you got to go into everything I've just shared and evaluate and determine where have I gone awry here? Where have I, you know, what has Carol said that it's like, aha, uh-huh, that's where we need, I need to make the adjustment here. And cause I believe every human being, if given the chance and given the right to value something, they're going to want it to be nice to their standard of niceness, and that could you know again look different. the more serious child with a type four energy expression may always have a preference to have things being more perfected, more streamlined um whereas the fun loving type one energy child has a much looser energy and can have a lot more around so when they when they say "Yeah, this is cleaned up um that's their. That, if they need to have a few things tweaked, but don't require them to have a standard that's not theirs. And again, look at what is important here. When cleaning a bathroom, yeah, you want to clean the toilet and do a thorough job because of health standards and wanting to keep a space like that clean. And so you teach your child how to clean a space like that For their living space, there's going to be variables as to what degree of of what neat and tidy and cleaned up looks like. Um, I got a testimonial that was sent to me recently, and I'd like to share that with you. She says, Hi, Carol. I'm a mom with type 1 energy with a 7-year-old daughter with type 3 energy. When I first read The Child Whisper a few months ago, I thought she was a type 1 energy because she was so high-movement and focused on fun. Last year, she used to yell a lot and then stomp away when she didn't like something. Sometimes she would slam doors. This really got on my nerves, and my, hus- my type four energy husband's nerves well it started to dawn on me that my girl was actually a type three energy when i registered how much she spent on projects and how important it was to her to finish and how she hated being interrupted so i tried some of the suggestions for type threes and they worked like a charm like taking time to celebrate her projects and letting her be more independent and giving her a little bit of a warning rather than interrupting her in the middle of a project a few weeks ago i decided i was going to call into the show and ask about the stomping but couldn't but couldn't for a variety of reasons just yesterday i realized i don't have to anymore she doesn't stop and slam doors anymore yay thank you so much carol tina so this is perfect because in the video that I just mentioned is my the difference between two lower movements, it's a type 2 energy and a type 4 energy that's just been released on the blog, and we'll be releasing the video about the difference between the higher moving expressions in children, which are a type 1 energy and a type 3 energy, and just that adjustment and the mother's understanding that her daughter had a more determined push forward Nature and that how to honor her from the tips in the Child Whisper book has shifted the experience where she doesn't need to call in um, and ask me what to do because her daughter again was not frustrated anymore, so she no longer needed to overexert her natural energy to try and get a message across. And so, understanding back to today's radio today's show topic. First and foremost, it's always understanding your child's nature, their energy type. And then so many things make sense. And so we apply this to everything in a child's life. And today we're applying it to the management of their personal space and to what degree they can be supported and nurtured and raised to develop healthy, functional uh, skills and behaviors to create personal space that's honoring of them and uh to a neatness factor that's congruent with their energetic expression, so make sure if you have if you've tuned in since the show um and you were not hearing this from the beginning, make sure you listen to all my tips and suggestions, make some notes as I present several things for you to consider and evaluate in the assessment of your your experience with this with your children. Because it's not going to keep you know you've got to look be, you've got to look at how it all got created to that's making it the experience it is now, and you have to then alter the different factors and change some things to get a different result. So thanks for letting me share that with you today. I'm going to open up the lines for any live callers. If you have a question, call three four seven. Six seven seven one nine six three. Press one on your phone pad, and then um, if you have a question, success story, it can be aligned with today's topic or not. It's um, either way, it works. I'm going to take my first caller's calling in from nine seven zero. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi. I'm Tina. Hi, um, Tina. Oh, did I just read your story?
2: Yes, and my type 3 daughter just ran, and I said, honey, this is about you. And she's like, great, can I have this? And she laughed. <laughs> she's like, great, can I have what I, my little thing? And I'm like, if she was a type 1, she would have sat there and listened to it and said, oh, this is so cool. And she's like, cool, I'm leaving now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, yes, it. I'm
2: so grateful that she doesn't stomp anymore. Oh, that was that was really. So, anyway, um, I wanted to share an insight that I had that was related to the topic and a success story that happened last night and then I have a question okay Okay. so I'll I'll try to make it um, quick for some other callers but the insight that I had is that my husband comes from he's a type four he comes from a hoarding family so he never wants to get rid of anything and so everybody gives us toys and then he won't get rid of them he kind of is this barrier so then the kids are overwhelmed, like you said, and I have a type two three and a half year old who's very easily overwhelmed when she has to clean up her mm-hmm. room, and she'll just melt down um and I saw this especially if she's tired. I saw this just recently, and so I'm really excited about the just the insight of you know not too much stuff um mm-hmm. so my my thought was instead of asking um you know would this be valuable would they have fun with this because of a type 1 i'm you know this would be really fun so i want to keep it i was going to ask um, is it in the highest and best interest of my child to keep this item and then i That's also good. visualize if another kid thank you <laughs> it's been really helpful and i have to say that i took your um chakra 7 course i just finished the the last the crown chakra and mm-hmm. so the intuitive chakra of just making that yes or no question and really feeling the answer, I mm-hmm. think, is all coming together. So I really, awesome. really appreciate your all of your projects. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I really, I do remembering wholeness and the chakra seven and the art of manifesting, and I just am loving it all. <laughs> so the other thing that I do is I visualize my kids playing with the item and then I also visualize other kids playing that I could bless with the item
1: oh, and see nice how idea. I yeah, feel. To move. That's a great way to present it to your children, too, to say, who can we give this to, you know?
2: Well, my children are very giving. They're happy to, yeah. to give. And then you can yeah. see with my Type 3, I will also set up a sale. I'll tell her I will buy oh, there you go. her <laughs> stuff from her. <laughs> and, she, oh, boy, she, she's getting rid of everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's awesome, how and then she, especially if she wants for. something, huh? You know, I love that you brought another. Um, you've. I didn't talk about that, but what an important um, little side note of this topic is. Okay, we're going to get. We have too much stuff. How are we going to get rid of it? So again, the the type our type one children are going to love sharing it. But who can we give it mm-hmm. to? The type three child is going to want. Um, sell it. Have a garage sale, right. and then. <laughs> Type 2, so did you have a suggestion for a type 2 child? Because they're the most kind of emotionally connected with their things.
2: Right. Well, what I do with my kids when they want to hoard and there's just not an an ability, I will tell them, you know, we'll keep this stuff, but what we'll do is we'll kind of set it up in rotations where we'll take this rotation out to the storage, and then you can have it whenever you want, we'll just switch. And so they don't feel like, I'm yeah. taking it from them. They still have it. Yeah. That so they're willing to let it be in another space until they want it, and then we
1: could just take right. things out. Yeah, that's a great so idea too, to, to cycle things. Yeah. So that well, yeah, it helps they don't with their choice to because they, they're once. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And then, do you have a type four child? I don't have a type four
2: husband, and he just he has everything <laughs> under the sun, but he keeps it so perfectly neat and tidy that I. <laughs> I don't. I mostly don't mind. I feel a little overwhelmed as a type one, but of just having yeah. so much stuff around me. That's, uh-huh. you know, and then I don't have a lot of space for my stuff, and he, my, my space gets, you know, spread out, and he doesn't like that. But his stuff is all perfectly yeah. neat, neat and tidy, so I don't yeah. mind it too
1: much because yeah. it really is. The type of child, I would think, if you let's say they especially need to less, you know, understand that their preference for. Keeping things streamlined. And so, if they have too much stuff, I would suggest that you give them, if they can reason with something and actually have a reason that makes sense in their world, they'll go, okay, I get it. So, if they're a child, even a small child that's three or four years old, to say, how many items do you want to have? You You know, 20 or something. There has to be sort of a clear boundary, and then they get to decide what that is and then which ones they're going to keep. Right. And exactly. then whether you store it, get rid of it, whatever, and that needs to be decided. But I think the child has to be in on that conversation. Right, okay. and I, I think, think that's, that's a great out, idea. So. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay, well, great, the other yeah. thing on this is still,
2: you know, incorporating the um, art of manifesting kind of is I intend to be in the the energy and the flow of being having things come in and out and it's okay and and also I'm experiencing my kids communicating what they really need I'm intuitive those kinds of things really help mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. in the process. Yeah, I appreciate. So that. I did
2: this. This is the success story from last night. Was I was listening to the art of manifesting and I realized my husband and I are really good at creating mealtime conflict. <laughs> He's a type 4 so the kids spill anything and it's kind of a you know he'll look like explosive not in anger but it's like oh my gosh he spilled something there's a mess all over the place and I'm like okay it's the size of a dime it's not a disaster it's not you know but I'm a type 1 so um so then and you had said the mo- the person with the most consciousness has the most power in the group so I came in and I said I intend to be in the energy of fun first because I'm a type 1 and the energy of respect for my husband and I intend to create a fun dinner with my kids. Mm -hmm. Well, my type 3 daughter didn't like what we were eating, so she's kind of, "Ah, I don't like this, and "Mm," she's kind of pouting. So then I did your visualization of the birth clearing that you did a show on a long time ago. Uh So I saw the birth energy work. I saw everything flow. I just looked at her, and instead of, you know, getting on her case, I just saw the birth go really well. And then I was thinking about when she was a baby, and we have a baby at home. So I told her, you know, when you were a baby, you were so cute, and I dressed you in this, and this is what we did, and um, your aunt and uncle saw you, and they just loved you, and thank you so much for coming to our family. And I gave her a hug, and she just everything shifted, right there. The whole dinner turned out to be fun. <laughs> My husband was um, really easy. We told stories and we sang songs, and it was so great.
1: That's awesome. So, you just, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you were a um, you were an energy bender. Right. You it was moved so much into fun to a different outcome. I know, it's awesome. Because yeah. it is. You were playing with the inner kinda what we can do, you know, just exactly what you're sharing, we have that opportunity when we are kind of awake in the moment, recognizing that it's right. all just a pattern playing out. Yeah. And going, Oh, we can shift this right here. We can bring yeah, this to a so different
2: Yeah, and it's such a blessing for everybody, um, for everybody. I did it actually, again, yesterday I went to a parent-teacher organization where I knew that there were going to be some touchy topics happening, and I knew Mm -hmm. that some of the people were going to be um, type 4 and type 3, kind of more forceful energy, and the principal was a type 2. So I knew that things were going to get very likely interesting, so I set the intention that we were all mutually cooperative, that we all were you know, working together and respectful. And so when it did become, it actually did become just a little touchy, and I could tell that the principal was feeling attacked. He was handling it pretty well. And I just spoke up and I said, you know, we're all working for the best interest of our kids, and we're all trying to to work this out. And if it doesn't work for some families, then it's going to be their responsibility to find another option. And you could just feel the whole whole group just calm down. The principal felt respected. But it I didn't, you know, I wasn't fighting with the other people. It was just a shift in the energy that really brought the level into a more cooperative. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so That's I'm just, awesome. I'm really grateful for your stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm um, grateful you're putting it to use. That's awesome.
2: And Well, it's flowing for- really well, but I will say that I have worked with it now for two and a half months straight, very consciously um, saturated myself. And I feel like now after the two months, I feel like I'm really clicking and getting into
1: the flow of how it works, so, I love it. Thank you, and thanks for calling in today. It's been fun to talk with you. Can I ask
2: my quick question now? This will be quick. Yeah, real quick.
1: Sure.
2: (laughs) My type 3 daughter, um, she sucks her fingers and picks her nose at the same time, and then she wipes it all over her face. It's really gross, and I know it's really natural. She did it as a baby, so it's not like any conscious thing going on. The problem is that we have a baby, a 6-month-old baby, and we really would rather not have, besides just the sheer grossness of it, we don't want the germs going through to the baby. Right. Do you have any suggestions?
1: Does she, do you teach her to, she may be someone that needs to blow her nose more often, like when she gets up, kind of like mm-hmm. incorporating that in her brushing, you know, kind of personal hygiene mm-hmm. that she starts to. I know my daughter, Ann, has, she has a need to blow her nose. <laughs> she does it mm-hmm. for almost every day, and especially in the morning. And it's just something she does. And so I incorporate, you teach her to use um, tissue and to get onto it before the what she needs to um, go into those behaviors.
2: Okay.
1: And get her a little, very short. Yeah. Buy her a yeah. little pack of tissue, you know, Kleenex. Yeah. A little small size.
2: And she's so she's doing this a lot of times too when she's reading. I do really think it's not very conscious. So she's just reading and she's just like, I think it's just lingering from comforting from the baby and the type three like yeah. um, pushing against the parents who don't want her to do it anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she'll grow out of it because she's gonna see that no one else is doing this. So it's just yeah, a matter of getting so. through this Yeah. <laughs> Well, so. I'll
2: definitely do that and see if that helps. And yeah, and also, try. De- you know, I'm a, through the whole intention, and I'm experiencing her there you go. reading without her <laughs> fingers in her mouth. It's okay. There you go. Oh, thank you All so right. much. Thank All you. Right.
1: Uh-huh. So she was referring to, um, for those of you that may not be familiar with some of my other energy healing work, the Chakra 7 course, you go to ChakraHealing.com and there's a really wonderful home study course there to learn about your seven chakra energy system. It's a very powerful course. It's really about learning some of the key energy systems in our whole, um, who, it's kind of like the the foundational energy system in our subtle energy body, the seven chakras, and it's a great home study course. So check that out at ChakraHealing.com and then she also mentioned um the art of manifesting is a audio program that i sell at carolpuddle.com that teaches you the process of manifestation which you're always in so it would be good to know and more clearly understand what's um what is me- the mechanics of this so you can start to be conscious in your manifestation rather than just manifesting what you currently, you know, a lot of what you don't want in life because it's just what shows up without your knowing you have a choice. Um, I've got, uh, the lines are open now at three four seven six seven seven one nine six three. Go ahead and call in. Looking at our chat room real quick, there's some. If you have a question coming through the chat room, go ahead and type it in again so I don't have to scroll back up. And in the meantime, I do have a um question that came in via email. You can email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. This came in thank you so much for your book the child whisper it has helped me with my own children and all my friends to whom i've recommended your book i would love to know where i find information about how to properly handle my type one fun loving daughter age six crazy random freak outs about something tiny when i cannot help her find a solution i don't want more salt or less salt i just don't know Do I let her cry it out to release the emotions? Do I keep trying to help her decide? Do I put my foot down and tell her it's inappropriate to freak out over salt? This goes on daily, and I sincerely want her to be happy. With much admiration, Jen Hamilton, type 3. So this is a 6-year-old that's leading with a type 1 energy, Um, a fun-loving, light-hearted, keep-it-you-know-light-and-fun child. So right away... Um, if she's making a bigger deal about simple things, then maybe there's other. You know, my first thought is, why is she even dealing with salt? I mean, she's six years old. I don't understand. This. Maybe I don't have enough information here, but I don't know too many six-year-olds that are asking to salt their food. And so if you're presenting that to her um do you want any salt? How much salt do you want? She doesn't care. So there's possibly things that's being presented to her that she's basically, she has an inability to say, I don't care. I, I don't know and I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But if she's being required to come up with some sense of making it matter, what what you know, what do you... Yeah, in that situation with a child that's type 1, I'd say, great, it doesn't matter. Let's not do any salt. It just doesn't matter. This is, you know, that's not fun for you. It doesn't matter. Eliminate those things that are stressing her. Because in this case, if this is a example, this one doesn't matter. So how many other things is she being presented with that don't matter? And she is stressed. And so, see, in this case, she's sh- telling you, I I don't care, but I don't know how to tell you that because I'm only six. Because in my world, it needs to be kept light and fluffy and free. And this doesn't feel light, fluffy, and free. <laughs> so um, look at your, again, There's something going on with the parenting that's inducing to evoking the stress. And in the stress, that's a cry for help and a message. That tantrum is a message. And it's the parent's opportunity to look at that and say, what am I doing? How am I parenting her that's causing her stress? What do I need to do differently? So, so make sure you look at it from that point of view, not just how can I change my child? What, you know, there might something's wrong with my child. How can I change here? All right, here's a question in the chat room. I have a 3-1 or a 1-3, 1-year-old baby boy who's very active but has recently hurt himself falling down the stairs. So we have blocked off each level of our home, but he hates to be left alone or restricted, but I don't like to haul him everywhere. What should I do? Okay, I'm not clear on... You're not leaving a tight one-year-old alone, um, so I'm not... I'm not clear on the scenario here because I don't understand why you'd leave a a one-year-old alone or how I'm not clear on how he's being restricted. So I'd need more. And what you mean by to haul him everywhere? You mean in different rooms in the house? Um, uh, So you'd have to give me more information on that. You can actually just call in at 347-677-1963, press 1, because it would be a lot easier to chat about this live. So I'm not able to respond to that. I don't have enough information to your question um, to be able to give you a helpful, supportive response. Anyway, lines are open. I'll I'll leave the uh, lines open for a few more minutes. If we, I have one more question that came in from an email that I'll address. And if there's another caller, great. If not, we'll probably ending the show early today. Here's a question. Um, Hi, Carol. My son is a type 2 energy and gets along really well with his peers and is generally confident. However, occasionally he gets down about recess at school. It seems he feels overlooked by a group of more assertive boys he wants to play with and a bit pushed around by one of the boys in particular, not physically, more verbally being told, being told either what to do or that he can't join in. His tendency is to put on a brave face and just walk away, but this seems to leave him feeling frustrated lately. Do you have any suggestions of how I can encourage him to stand up for himself, assert himself in a way that honors his type T nature? Or is it better to affirm his tendency to walk away and encourage him to find a different group? Thank you. I'm a huge fan of all your material and really appreciate your insights. Helen, type 4 energy. This is I'm assuming it's an older child because he's, you know, it's, I don't You didn't say his age, but he's old enough to understand the principles of creation and how on some level he's manifesting this and that he can change it. He can change it. The way people treat us is a mirror to what we truly believe about ourselves. So my book, Remembering Wholeness, is the most obvious place to start learning about that and teach your children those principles. And I talk about that in the book where my children would come to me and I wouldn't I would recognize and validate their feelings and say, That makes you feel very sad. Tell me how that makes you feel. So that, you know, you really want to honor the emotional experience, especially with the um type two energy. You want to recognize the sadness in this, that they want to feel included. And why is that important to them? You know, why do you want to be a part of this group? Why? As the popular kids, and then you think you need to be a part of that so you'll feel like you're more popular. Because then again, that's a um, you want to help teach. That's a teaching moment that who do you want to have as your friends? And let's believe that now let me help teach you how to create really wonderful friendships based in staying true to your own nature. Maybe he doesn't, you know, what are his motives for wanting to be a part of this group of boys? They may not even be healthy. And if they're not, he can be given insight as to, well, let's let that go. Maybe it's not meant to happen. And let's, if you had, how would, you know, if you were to list 10 qualities in a friend and the kind of people you want to be with, write them all down. What do you want in a friend? Who do you, you know, what would you like to experience as a friend and from a friend? Well, let's create that, you know. Let's put it out there that you can create that. And we'll see who shows up. We'll see who the you, you know, what flows, what what manifests into your life. So be proactive in being teaching your children how to create the relationships they want. And the people that are showing up. And when people show up and and treat us poorly, we can decide we're victims and we're being bullied, or we can choose to see that Um, I have a deeper belief that says I don't deserve to be treated with love and kindness and I'm still believing I can be pushed around and I'm believing you know and (laughs) is that true no it's an incorrect belief but I must be believing it because it's what I'm showing myself what do I want instead and how can I just like our the caller, Tina, that just called in where she's studying these materials and she's putting it to practice. She's shifting her experience right in the moment. People are showing changing. People are showing up differently because that's the kind of power we have. That's the kind of um, choice we're at in any moment if we choose to be a victim versus a creator. So make sure you you... you consciousness, being aware and knowing... Um uh, if you're reacting as a victim, you'll just keep creating more of what you don't want. When you respond internally with awareness and and through insight and ownership and accountability, you now are the most conscious person in the playing field. You have an opportunity to shift it. Got a caller from 519. You're live on the show.
3: Hi. Um, my name is Kathy, and I'm Hi. going to get some advice about how to handle disciplining an almost twelve-year-old who I, I'm pretty sure he's a Type Three. He has a lot of Type Two in him, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's a dominant Three because he kind of stomps. And <laughs> anyways, so he just has a little bit more Type Three in him. And um, we've had some problems with him using his iPod for things that aren't appropriate. And we've set some rules, and we've talked to him, and we've taken things away from him as, uh, you know, like you'll need to earn this back and whatever. And I guess my real question is is, is this a good way to deal with a type 3? Because I feel like, I mean, we trust him in so many other ways. He's our oldest, he's the oldest of six. And, I mean, he's. How a, old is he again? He's almost 12. Okay It'll be and that's in June.
1: So you're taking the what the, We're taking away his iPod. Being, for what um, reason?
3: Because he's well, he's looked at pornography on his iPod. And okay. that's a big deal to us. And we've talked to him about it. Yeah. we told him, you know, that's not appropriate, this is why,
1: you know. And have you had we haven't even talked about this topic yet. Have you talked to him about his sexuality? Yes. Okay, so but he doesn't when you cancer. first no i know well cuz this is so shut down in yeah. our culture so see there's i would, the preferred way for you to have approached this i mean it scares a lot of parents and the first kind of reaction is like you oh, shouldn't be doing that and then they get i mean the shame gets really strong and it's like whoa you know yeah and i don't want honestly, i don't want that he was naturally fine following his own uh, perfect for his age, he was following his own curiosity in the development of his sexuality. Mm-hmm. So if a parent could stay really clear and just say, you know, there's really no threat here. He's doing something that's actually quite normal. Do I want him to learn about his sexuality through pornography? No. But this no. is showing me he has more questions. <laughs> he has a curiosity. He has a He's starting to feel things. He needs, you know, he... he he's going to go do it, you know, type threes are going to do what they're going to do because they're determined. And so the the preferred response would have been, well, I'm just so really thrilled that you're developing in this way. I mean, it would probably be shocked and go, oh, my gosh, you know, this is weird. My mom and dad are talking to me about how cool they think it is that my sexuality is developing, you know, and let's find a healthy way to help support you because that's not, you know, the healthiest way. Because mm-hmm. it really doesn't re- represent it um, Right, and correctly. that's what we
3: explained to him. We're like, <laughs> you're getting a very skewed idea of what's, what sex is, yeah. but
1: and, is and that's not the reality. Being, is this being overlaid with, we're so proud, you know, we, we're glad you want to know this. We're really, or is there a sense of this is really bad and wrong, and it's shaming, and we've got to try and control it because you've done something really bad. Is he, you know, which of the two is he feeling more of? Most likely the second because I don't know very many parents that handle this one really well because it brings up our own cultural imprint of sex is bad. We all have some degree of that, you know, and and that, because, you know, especially in religious groups where you're told it's bad, 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 until you get married, now it's really good, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm confused because I'm supposed to like be scared of this stuff until. So, see, there's a way of teaching it from being sacred and very amazing, and we want to support you. Um, what are some other, you know, what are your questions? Why do you want to watch that? What do you mm-hmm. like about it? Well, you know, and we why did are ask drawn to some it? of
3: those things when we first found out that this was happening. And he was very straightforward, and he said, "Yeah, I I have been, and you know, whatever." And I was yeah. shocked, of course.
1: Shocked. Oh, I know. See, but he picked up on that, and and that's where you get to work with that one. I have it. I had a child that went through all this, and I had to get really work with my own stuff. So I had no more. It didn't. It was like it didn't bother me a bit. It was like I'm okay. You know, I'd even say, you know, maybe we should watch it together. Let's talk about this. You know, kind of freaked him out. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) I said, yeah, I just want you to know you can talk to me about this anytime. Anytime, you know, because the cycle is they're done, they go back to it. And our son started about the same, same age. A friend introduced him to it. And it didn't get discovered for a few years into it. And then it was a whole cycle of dealing with the whole pattern of addiction. And really when everybody kind of just chilled and he even decided he wasn't going to shame himself anymore, it just stopped. It just well, and that's, like, what
3: I, that's you know, why I need the advice. I need to know, you know, how do I deal with this so I don't want him to be like, ooh, well, this is like my rebellion or, you know. Yeah. And I can see him at well, three being like, you said, I'm going to do it no matter what you say because, you know, like
1: Yeah. You gotta look at your own what does this bring up for you? Pam. How does it make <laughs> you feel with your sons looking at pornography? And how does that stir up that he you know, how bad is that? How awful is that? Because really it's not all that. It's just something, you know, it's almost like if you can get it into the Get it in. I'm not saying that it, he should be doing it. I'm saying you got to take all this energy off it, because the energy will create more of what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And I really understood that. I was like, man, as long as I have this emotional response, I'm feeding this thing. He has to play this role for me because mm-hmm. he's showing me where I've got issues. You know, where I've got judgment, where I've got fear. And as long as I continue to work and clear all that. I was able to really just be present and you know and it, it it took care of itself it ran its course and it was done but there was a lot of opportunity for um conversations with him and and trust built and really showing him you know I love you no matter what mhm I love you no matter what and wh- what are your suggestions how do you think we should handle this He had gotten to be like 16, 17 at the time, so you know we were able to have those conversations, and you know it turned out to be a really positive thing. So I'm not giving you a, you know, you really wanted a, okay, you do this, it'll go away answer, that doesn't exist.
3: Well, no, I know, but I I really want to handle it so that he doesn't feel like I'm trying to stifle him in, like you say, his sexuality and his nature, and, you know, like I want to honor yeah. him. Yeah.
1: So look, work with yourself and what it brings up for you. Because the more open you can be, the more inspired in the moment you'll be able to help guide this. Okay. But you can't be inspired if you're in fear. Okay.
3: Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
1: Thank you. I I, I know everything's going to be okay for you. It may not get fixed as fast as you'd like, but there's a great learning opportunity for everyone involved here. And you will be guided to really just continue to look at your own process with this. And so you can keep showing up for your son in a really clear, open, loving way.
3: Okay. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining today's show. I am taking next week off. There will be a live show next week, but we'll be back in two weeks. And thanks for being on the show today.
0: For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com Thank you for being a part of today's show.